Hello everybody, my name is Deanna Smith and I am the audiovisual reporter for Music for Youth and today I am joined by our special guest Judith Webster. Hello, I am the Chief Executive of Music for Youth um, and it's really nice to be talking to Deanna today. Um, and I guess I'm here because uh, this week is our national festival. So we've got all sorts of exciting things to share. Um, I've been at Music for Youth for nearly 10 years now, which makes me feel extremely old. Um, but I've been working kind of in music um, my entire life. Um, so it's what I do, it's what I love, um, and I know what music gives me, and um, I'm really keen to make sure that as many young people as possible um, also have the kind of opportunities that I was lucky to have. So, yeah, um, I really enjoy my job. Uh, it's about producing enormous events with lots of people, as well as um, really kind of making sure that you're um, giving people a sort of a, an, an intimate experience because that's what you know music gives us. It gives that possibility to be really up close and personal. 100%. Yes, 100%. Um, right. So I'm just going to kick off with the questions. Could you tell me a bit about yourself and your background? Okay. So um, I'm a musician myself. Um, and uh, I guess I started my um, professional life uh, as a music therapist and um, that brought together the side of me that is that really loves music and also um, enjoys working with people. Um, and after that, so I, that was my first career, if you like, um, and that was for about seven, eight years. And then I got into working in the kind of music industry, as I guess you'd call it. So I worked for orchestras and arts organizations running kind of community and education based programs. Um, and then, you know, I've kind of continued to make music myself. So I do a lot of playing when there's not a pandemic. Um, so I've missed that a lot over the last um, 18 months. The last gig I was in was on the 13th of March. 2020 and um, that's going to stay in my mind for a while yeah and so you know music, working for music for youth brings together you know all the things that I've done over many many years so it's a really good place for me to be oh wow that sounds amazing I bet that yeah because that was just before everything got shut down too yeah it? yeah oh, wow. it was literally it was a Friday night it was Friday the 13th and oh, um, no. yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got ill and I thought oh my god have I got this thing and I just had you know a cold or something um but I didn't go into the office again so and we terribly um music for youth had an amazing concert planned um it was the fifth barbican yeah and it, and it, it yeah. was on the day that lockdown started that was terrible because we had amazing um young artists emerging artists who have been collaborating with orchestras and bands and all kinds of stuff. So uh, it was a fabulous event that never took place. So, oh, yeah, very sad. Oh, but I guess in the future, there'll be so many more events happening and everything planned. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we're just starting to kind of crank up to that. I mean, obviously, we, we did have some planned as part of the National Festival, which very sadly had to be um, pulled at the last minute because of the situation in Birmingham but we're already planning for the next ones and you know we, we've got to keep pushing forward on that um, and kind of um, giving people something to look forward to I guess so exactly. even, even if even if you end up having to to cancel things we we're going to keep pushing the boat out to make things exactly. happen I guess it's the positive mindset everyone needs isn't it to yeah 
Yeah, I think so. You know, and we're an organisation, we're national. So we talk to a lot of people all over the country and everybody understands the situation. So we feel it's our job to kind of go, right, we're going to try again. You know, um, <laughs> let's move forward with the next one on behalf of so many people. Um, and so I think that's really important that we just don't say, okay, well, we'll, we'll come back in another two years. You know, yeah. you've got to keep you've got to keep going. Exactly. Exactly. Um, right. So the next question is, what does music mean to you? Interesting, isn't it? What does music mean to me? I mean, I am a musician. You know, I've always been involved in music. I've always worked in music. Well, actually, there was a short time when I was um, setting up my own company. When I So during that time, um, because I had to leave the music organization I was working for because there would have been a conflict of interest. Um, I spent a short time working in another industry, which was kind of IT related. Um, and I thought, oh, well, we'll see how this goes. You know, I might find that actually this is my calling and it's, you know, better paid yeah. and all the rest of it. Um, but within a very short time, um, I found that, you know, um, I really missed uh, working in music because it's such a part of who I am. And I wasn't motivated in the same way by things that don't float my boat like music does. So, you know, I'm I'm a passionate advocate of active music making because it gives me so much. I guess as soon as you find the thing that is for you, there's just no going back, is there? Well, it's funny, isn't it? Some people um, see those things as a bit of a calling, you know, like you don't have any choice, <laughs> you know. And I, I at the first um, music making I did was um, my friends were were learning to play piano and stuff like that in my primary school and I was really jealous and I wanted to have a go so we bought a piano from our a little old lady who lived next door to us and we gave her five pounds it was a honky-tonk jo Joanna rubbish piano oh, oh. but um but then I started playing the piano and um completely loved it and have never stopped since really that's brilliant so, yeah the next one is who is your one of your favorite artists or bands Oh, goodness me. It depends on the day. It depends on the mood I'm in. Uh, it depends whether I'm feeling reflective or <laughs> exuberant. There's music that I love playing. Yeah. And then there's there's music that I listen to. And they're quite different, weirdly, because I've come up through the classical music route. So I play in orchestras. and love that. But weirdly, I don't tend to listen to the kind of music I play at home in my downtime. I'm much more likely to listen to, you know, jazz or more contemporary stuff. So it's quite a complicated question, which I'm going to defer. That's okay. That's, all right. <laughs> no, that's absolutely fine. Questions like that always get me because I'm like, yeah. oh, my mind goes 360. I don't know where to think. Yeah, and then you can't think of anybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next one, you said you played in orchestras. What instruments do you play? Well, um, the fir my first instrument is the violin because I love playing with other people. But actually, um, I'm better qualified on the piano because I also love just sitting down and, you know, doing my own thing. So they've both um, had a really important part to play in my, you know, um, musical journey for really different reasons. I mean, when I was, you know, a teenager and stuff, I was really fortunate because, you know, I had free lessons and all of those things, which sadly are a thing of the past. Yeah. Um, but I used to be in, in orchestras, county orchestras and all that and got to go on tours, you know, and the idea of going on holiday with all your mates who were all into the same thing as you are and your parents aren't coming and your teachers aren't there was, <laughs> well, no, was fantastic. So, you know, the whole social side of music making is just such a, you know, um, integral part of the experience. So, yeah, so I, I, I love playing violin with lots of other people, but I also like 
noodling on the piano. Oh, I love it. I have to agree with you that when you're surrounded by people who enjoy what you love, yeah, it just the atmosphere is just unbeatable, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, funny enough, that's one of the things that I love about Music for Youth as well, because, you know, in in um, non-pandemic times, what we do is bring large numbers of young people together who are all into music. They might be into all kinds of different music and they do it in different ways. And they're from all over the country. But you get an incredible buzz by being all together with other people who are really into that thing as well. And, you know, that's part of what we're about. It's kind of communities of musicians and bringing bringing people together. So I love that. I, I That floats my boat. Yeah. No, I have to agree with you on that one. Mm. Um, right. So the next one is, how did you become the CEO of Music for Youth? Well, this is quite interesting. Um, I'm a bit of a believer in, um, you know, if something's got your name on it, then it's going to happen for you. So weirdly, I was um, 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 working uh, as a self-employed um, person for quite a lot of years before I came to Music for Youth. And um, and I joined Music for Youth in uh, April 2012, which was kind of Olympic year. And um, sort of six months before that, I'd been thinking, I probably ought to get a full-time job because <laughs> um, there's going to be lots and lots of freelancers who are, you know, on the market once they're not running the Olympics anymore. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I wonder if I should get a, you know, a, um, a full-time job rather than uh, be, continue to be self-employed. And weirdly um i saw the advert for the music for youth job and i thought you know what that's that's me down to the ground so i literally applied for the job and it was the only one i applied for at the time and i got it so it it was kind of meant to be that's how i feel it was the right time um and it brought together like i said earlier you know the different uh, experience i've had um within different arts organizations and my own you know journey as a musician um so uh yeah it's it was really fortunate, but it was great timing. Um, and um, and I haven't looked back since, to be honest. No, that sounds incredible. It does really sound like it is meant to be. Yeah. And some people that work for Music for Youth are alumni. They've been through the system themselves. I'm not one of those. Mm. Um, and um, I see that as quite helpful in some ways because it just means, you know, you've got an open mind to what we might do. And if things need to go in new directions, then, you know, you didn't, you didn't do it as a kid so that makes some of those decisions perhaps a little bit easier yeah 100 mm. oh wow so moving on um do you have any advice for young musicians advice for young musicians um follow your passion um just keep doing what um what you're drawn to in music um and um you know, music can take you in so many different directions, whether or not that's a career or that's just playing for your own pleasure or whatever it is. Um, just kind of really follow your passion um, and don't be put off if, um, you know, if kind of barriers come in your way. Um, but if you stay true to what you're really, what you really care about, then it will, you know, it will serve you well. I've, I've had no particular career plan myself but music is my passion and that's um, led me to all these different opportunities um you know and so i who'd have thought i'd be the chief exec of an organization like music for youth it certainly wasn't my game plan um but it's the right place for me to be and i'm still involved in music as i have been all my life so 
you know, do what you want to do and don't give up. <laughs> keep going, keep trying, whatever that, that is. I love that. Yeah, that really is the best advice to not give up because mm. so many people just get knocked down and then they get knocked down once they think, oh, that's it. I can't do it then. But that's the thing. You've just got to jump that hurdle and then you're yeah. over to the other side. Make, yeah, because it's about making a commitment to yourself to do, mm-hmm. you know, what's right for you um, and not to be not to be knocked down when things get in your way, which they inevitably do. Yes. Yeah, mm. I love it. Um, right. So how important are young people to music for youth? It's really interesting right now because Music for Youth has been around for 50 years. So that means that certain things are quite established um, in the way that they've been set up and, you know, events that we've run for a very long time. Um, And inevitably, we work predominantly with teachers and group leaders, and that's how we work with young people. But in recent years, we've also um, tried to um, develop more um programs that are direct to young people so young people who may be making music independently may or may not be you know learning it through school or other other places um and it's really important for us to kind of do both of those things so that you know um we did we develop programs that are relevant um and but that also you know um do reflect uh, the the ways that people make music in different settings, whether that's through school or through your music education hub, or whether it's you doing your own thing in bands or in different kinds of organizations. So for us, something that we're really wanting to do much more going forward, and we have done your part of this, is involve young people more in um, in how we think about what we do, giving them um, roles, either um, kind of non-performance roles, like the sort of thing that you're doing here, interviewing me, um, and making them a much more um, upfront uh, voice, I guess, um, in what we do. And, you know, we're a, we're a national organisation, so when you work with 40,000 people a year, you obviously have to work within certain kind of frameworks and structures and all the rest of it but um but within that we're really um trying to connect more directly with young people now so that we're not only sourcing them through their teachers and the people that you know conduct the uh the bands or the ensembles that they're in but also that we're talking to them directly and that they they feel like they have a say in um, some of the things that we might develop or present going forwards does that make sense yeah, no, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's so it's sometimes quite difficult to see how to do that in a in a really meaningful way if you're national. So you're not based yeah. based in you know Lewisham or you know or uh, uh, um, Kings Heath and Birmingham or whatever, where yeah. you have a really obvious community and you're seeing those people all the time and you've got ongoing relationships and you can really. And get to know those people really well because because we we work with people from all over the country so um you know and that's our role um mm. but at the same time we want to work with young people uh, from all over the country but in a meaningful way that means that they can influence the kind of things that we think about doing in the future yeah and i guess too because times are changing so much now all this mm. technology which keeps getting added and stuff yeah a younger person's mind you can see it through their eyes and see it and truly understand it better I mean, that is so important. I mean, I recognise that, you know, I bow to the knowledge and the experience of young people with regard to technology and how, you know, to use that creatively and what that means in terms of what we should be doing. Um, 
and that that's why it really is important that young people's voice is listened to and is reflected in what we do because otherwise we're just not going to be relevant and um and then you know you have to start asking why you're doing what you're doing and who you're doing it for digital natives i'm not one of them but i uh, <laughs> i'm very happy to draw on <laughs> on um on you know their perspective yeah moving on literally moving on from that um, my next question was actually how have you felt um considering this year is all digital based so it's obviously important that we still are um, representing young people. We're still connecting with people who are making music. And at the moment, that has been solely um, using technology. Um, so obviously, you know, we have reflected that. We've got video walls. We've got all sorts of content, which is, you know, um, access through our website and all the rest of it. And we will continue um, to engage with young people in that way um, from here. We're not just going to bin it after everyone's come through the pandemic. But we also, um, we are about live events and, you know, there is no comparable experience like we were talking about earlier when you've got loads of young people all together enjoying and taking part in something that they're all into. You know, you've, that's, it's not the same online. Um, so what we hope to do is to um, come out of this with a, a slightly different blend um, so that we do have live events, but we also um, embrace technology in a, in, um, in a, um, a positive way. And that's where, as we were just saying earlier, you know, it's so important to be talking with young people about what that means um, so that it's not either or. Um, but there is a way that those things can come together um, so that we can give access to more young people um, and we'll also have the kind of excitement and the buzz of live events, um, you know, throughout the year. Yeah, 100%. I guess obviously live events are incredible, but it's good digital too because, like, for instance, sometimes if you can't make it in person, at least they'll be able to, like, check on their phone or their laptop if they're out and about and yeah. see what's happening, which is quite good. Exactly, yeah. And, and you know, we want to, we want to be um, in that arena more than we have been in the past, I guess. Yeah, hmm. for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, this year's theme is remix. What are your thoughts on that? And because, obviously, you're a musician yourself, how would you incorporate remix into the stuff you do? Well, um, remix is, um, it means different things to different people, doesn't it? I mean, I see it as um, uh, a license to do whatever you like in some ways. In terms yeah. of our events, you know, it's about um, it being okay to mix it up, it being okay to do different things, um, it being okay to change um, your usual expectations, it being, um, you know, flexible, it being um, possible to uh, embrace all kinds of different ways of working, ways of playing, ways of talking about music. Um, and so that, you know, we can be as inclusive possible. So if we've, we've not just got one way of doing things. And, um, you know, like we were saying about kind of digital and, and um, uh, live events you know there will continue to be a mix of uh, ways of working ways of playing and um, ways of coming together in the future and 
remix as an overarching theme is just allowing us to make that really clear and say, um, you know, okay, because of the circumstances we're in at the moment, you you are likely to be doing things differently. And we're interested in whatever that is, whether that's, you know, um, kind of different repertoire or different arrangements or different combinations of people uh, making music together because they're in a certain bubble or, you know, whatever it might be. So we just want to be as inclusive as, as possible. And we want to sort of celebrate what people are doing rather than put restrictions around it. Because our, our job as a national organization is to say, well done, look at this, isn't it great? Listen to this, isn't it great? Um, and that's that's what we're trying to do through the National Festival and other events later in the year. Yeah, I was looking at the video all yesterday and honestly, mm. I'm just blown away the talent there is. There was this one in particular which really caught my eye and it was it was called Blinded by Your African Grace. And they mm. obviously used re- the theme of remix and they turned two co- different cultures and put it into one song, like two musical cultures. And it was just, it was incredible listening to it because I was like, wow, like I wouldn't have even been able to think about doing that, but they've done it so well yeah and that's you know that challenges all to think differently doesn't it and i i love that where you know you put different things together and and it creates something new you know and that's that's really inspiring to to he to to see that kind of stuff um and that's what we want to encourage we want to um people to think about music for youth as welcoming all of those things um you know, whatever your your background. Um, right, they're all the questions I've got, but to round okay. off, do you have anything else you'd just like to say or anything you'd want to get out there at all? I guess the main message I want um, to put out there right now is that um, at Music for Youth, we really do see ourselves as supporting people in what they're doing, giving people a platform, giving young people a platform as musicians, giving them a voice, giving teachers and music leaders a platform because, you know, they've really pulled out all the stops to try and keep the music going um, over this, you know, really difficult last year. Um, and, and Music for Youth is a, is a place where we can share all that and really celebrate it. And that's what we're here for. Yeah, definitely. Well, Judith, thank you so much for um, speaking with me today. But it was great to talk to you. And thank you so much for getting involved with Music for Youth because, you know, it's it's the beginning of, of you know, us involving um, people like yourself much more in, in you know, what we do. So, um, and I've really enjoyed this opportunity. So look forward to how you stitch it all together. Uh, and, um, yeah. No, thank, honestly, thank you for having me because it's been such an eye-opener, this whole experience, like, actually in the industry and seeing things like this I've loved it great brilliant thank 